I'm Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. This podcast is made in collaboration with the Jewish Journal. Being an Arab living in Israel brings about many dilemmas. Internal conflicts and... Okay, I'm going to start over. Being... <laughs> Being an Arab living in Israel brings about many dilemmas, internal conflicts, and possibly a very serious identity crisis. While some Israeli Arabs prosper, many other Arabs are living in Gaza in delib- debilitating poverty and suffering under the brutal, murderous dictatorship of Hamas. Most Israeli Arabs support the joint list of Arab parties. A minority actually support right-wing Zionist parties like the Likud, Benjamin Netanyahu's party. Some Israeli Arabs work in industrial areas in the occupied territories, whereas others support the BDS movement that does everything within its power to shut down the very same industrial areas, rendering thousands of Palestinians jobless. Anyway, you get the point. Being an Arab Israeli is complicated. And now imagine what it means to be an Arab Israeli fighting BDS around the world, a supporter of Zionism, and a son of an ex-South Lebanon army general who fled to Israel in the year 2000. Jonathan El-Khouli was one of our first guests in episode 21 titled 2001 A Lebanese Odyssey with Jonathan El-Khouli. If you want to hear that episode and Jonathan's story, you got to check it out. Now, two years later, he's back to talk about his courageous journeys defending Israel's right to exist, his political and personal struggles here in Israel, and yes, also the nation-state bill. We're going to talk about that. Perfect. We're honored. We're very honored to be joined today by Jonathan El Khouli. So thank you so much. Hello. Hi. Well, thank you for having me again. I'm uh, really happy to be here uh, once more. Well, the first episode was so good. We had to. Uh, we <laughs> so had to what do have it you again. been up to? Um, wow, a lot of change in two years. Um, I'm now a manager of a program uh, um, at the organization Reservists on Duty of uh, minorities from Israel, Druze, Christians, Muslims, and Bedouins, who some of them served in the military, some of them did national service like myself, and others that couldn't do that because of personal uh, um, uh, matters. Mm -hmm. And uh, they travel across the states in order to uh, say that they are proud Israelis, that they will uh, support the state of Israel on every platform that they are able to, to speak at. And that uh, the lies that are said by the BDS movement and by especially the Students for Justice in Palestine organization all over campuses across the states uh, is pure lies about our lives here in Israel. And uh, we're there to to battle that. You guys speak a lot on uh, mostly on college campuses. Or, yes. or, or is that just a, a part of it, a small part? Our of it? target is uh, college campuses because uh, these are going to be then future leaders of the free world of the United States, and we believe that. Fortunately, awful <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that you said that. <laughs> um, I'll say it. I'll say it again. Unfortunately, <laughs> well, we, well, we can see today uh, um, the congresswoman, one of the, the uh, known congresswomen, uh, Cortez from New York, from the ninth. Ocasio Cortez, yeah, I don't, I don't know which district, but um, you can see that, yeah, yeah, she's she's uh, um, the result of the anti-Israeli uh, uh, propaganda that is going on across the campuses in the United States, and uh, we're here to make sure that uh, um, that will not happen again to other people that just walk by an anti-Israeli uh, wall uh, during the Israeli Apartheid Week. 
and um, um, they just uh, put lies over there to to say that Israel yeah. is the worst country in the world. Yeah, and uh, we're there in front of it to counter it and to make sure that people know that there is uh, our side of the story that it's one hundred percent truth, and that we're not gonna let uh, these lies uh, continue to happen. In general, in the U.S., there's a lot of uh, and a lot of people will say this is anti-Muslim, obviously, but uh, there's a, there's a lot of uh, I guess new events happening on the ground, like in 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 Congress. There's the two new uh, Congresswomen, Rashida Tlaib and, uh, and Ilhan Omar, mm-hmm. who just tweeted something anti-Semitic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when when she ago. was asked about uh, where the money come from or where the supporters, she said the Benjamins. Yeah, um, yeah. meaning the Jews. Yeah, and basically it's criticism on APEC, but kind of using a uh, uh, an anti-Jewish trope, but it goes wet back way farther than a lot of people like to pick that out and say, you know, oh, it's not that bad. There's lobbying going on. But you have to look at her tweets from before where she talks about Israel poisoning yep. the world. Even in and, 2014, during yeah. the, um, the Operation Protective Edge. Yeah. So you guys are going to college campuses, and what, what exactly it, does it look like? I mean, you guys get on stage and basically... And, and how many people show up to a talk like this? Yeah, so we have two platforms. We have the Minorities Project yeah. that is basically going on uh, college campuses and even uh, communities. Uh, we've met with even Muslim communities across Europe. Uh, but our main focus is in the States. Um, we just go and talk uh, about our own experience as Israeli minorities. You know, it's really funny. One time uh, I had this uh, Israeli, actually, woman came to us after the event and she said, that I don't love it that you say that you're minorities uh, because you're Israelis. I'm like, yeah, I know. In Israel, we're 100% Israelis and we don't um, refer to ourselves as minorities. But abroad, in order to make sure that people understand the full picture of Israel, that it's uh, built out of diversity and uh, amazing mosaic of, uh, of populations, um, to let them know that it's not only, you know, Jews against Arabs yeah. or Jews against the Palestinians. It's way more... Uh, uh, complicated and uh, mixed. Than Unfortunately, it is. I feel like if you're not a minority today on a college campus in the U.S., no one's listening to you. Well, you have to be a minority. <laughs> it's like you have to. Even when you are a minority, and once you are pro-Israeli, yeah. you are being immediately targeted yeah. and uh, being called uh, brainwashed. Uh, yeah. I've been accused of being a Mossad agent uh, because I speak Arabic. Really? And uh, yeah, one of the are students. Are you? <laughs> I mean, we have to ask now. <laughs> Um, would I say I am if I was? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe know. you would thinking that we <laughs> thought it was a joke. Maybe it'd be like a really clever tactic. Well, you well, never know. If Arnon Milchen was a Mossad agent, then anyone can be a Mossad agent, right? Now I think Naol was a Mossad agent. Oh. <laughs> okay. Are you? Uh, well, I cannot neither confirm or deny. Um, but in the end of the day, you guys represent... A minority. I mean, the the actual Arabs who go to the IDF is. I mean, symbolic is a is is putting it. It's an overstatement. An overstatement. Yeah. Well, we can see that the situation today, since two thousand and twelve, that there is a huge difference in the minorities population and the Arabic population in Israel. Both the Christian, both the Muslim, Bedouin, well, and the Druze, of course. There's eighty two percent of Druze who uh, join the military each year and the women go and do national service. Yes, but the Druze are a different story. Yeah, so 
and when we go and look at the Christians, for example, because I've dealt uh, uh, in my previous activity with the Christian community in Israel and advocating for them to join to the military and national service, we can see that today more than third of the Christian uh, society that finishes high school join the national service or military service. It's a huge amount of, of people uh, um, that started doing so after uh, uh, they saw that what is happening around the Middle East, that uh, the Arab countries are, are falling one after the other, and that uh, the, they have the, the Christians only... Christians are the first victims. Exactly, exactly. They, they had the Jews, they kicked <coughs> out the Jews, and now they have the Christians, and they want to kick them out as well. We can see the numbers of uh, Christian Syrians that fled out uh, from Syria, or that was killed uh, in uh, Iraq as well. This is, this is something that... Um, and the Christian, the Christian society in Israel sees that and understands that Israel is the only democracy in the Middle East that can actually protect them like it did in the last 70 years. Do you think that there is in the Arab Israeli-Arab community um, a certain like unspoken uh, acknowledgement of the fact that life here is better than most other places first of all i don't generally like to go to that place because it's not only that life here is better it's mm -hmm. that there's actually freedom and equal rights it's not like oh we're treating you guys a little bit better than you are in most other arab countries there's actual freedom and rights it's not that hard to make life better than our country yeah exactly <laughs> tell but, me about it but there's actual there's actual democracy here and you are an equal citizen and you have the right to vote and you can become a supreme court judge you could become mm -hmm. prime minister if you wanted yeah um although who knows what would happen if that happened one day i don't know how the country would react but that's beside the point um, what I'm wondering is if there's some kind of unspoken acknowledgement of that, that people are wary of voicing. Well, 100% there is. Uh, you can see that by the surveys that are done each year, uh, um, asking the Arab community, not, all, not only the Arab community, but the rest of the population in Israel, how do you feel about Israel's democracy? How do you feel about its uh, police department? How do you feel about its uh, uh, um, court system? And you can see that uh, today, I think more than 65% of Arabs feel part of the Israeli society no matter what. They, they accept themselves as Israelis. Uh, they even, you know, uh, say that they're Israelis. Some of them say that they're both Israelis and Palestinians. I don't care about that. If you uh, respect me and my identity, I will respect you as well. So uh, we, we can see that change. Um, you know, um, when we want to look about uh, the elections now, we're, we're two, two months, I think, uh, mm -hmm. one month and a half. Uh, 50 from, days, exactly. <laughs> 50 days from the elections. And you can see that uh, not all the Arab population in Israel votes. Uh, it's about 50% that doesn't vote because they don't believe that they actually have someone to represent their own interests. They're uh, already sick of... Uh, this nationalism talk that is uh, uh, made by the um, the joint list, the Arab joint list in the parliament today, and they want to see something different. Around uh, you know ten percent vote for Zionist uh, Jewish movements. Um, it's about one hundred thousand voters from the Arab sector that vote for that. Um, it's a huge amount of number that have kept uh, throughout the years. Mm -hmm. Um, so you can see the diversity even in the Arab society that it's not, you know, just one uh, uh, block of, of people thinking the same thing. Yeah, but still, and I, I, you know, I hate to press you on this, but still 40% no, sure. vote for, or I don't know exactly how much, but the large bulk of the voting 
population in the Arab community votes for the, the Arab, joint list. Which their stand is, it's worth mentioning, like they are, they want the right of re- return, for example, they support it. They want, they don't want, they don't agree for a Jewish state. Yes, they basically want a Palestinian state alongside a state of uh, all, all, all nations, yes, of all yeah. citizens, which basically would be another half Palestinian, half Jewish state, and basically there won't be a Jewish state yeah. um, if it's up to them. Yeah, but I'm saying even, you know what, put that aside, because, the, be, no, seriously, because, yeah, I probably would even agree that you could interpret their views as anti-Zionist. But I'm just saying, is there any hope? Because it seems like there's basically this divide and the Arabs vote for the Arab parties and the Jews vote and there's hardly any crossover. So are you suggesting that there could one day be an Arab party that the that the majority of Arab Israelis would see as representing their aspirations in Israel? Or alternatively, do you ever imagine a scenario in which the bulk of Arab voters actually vote across that divide and vote for Israelis, for Jews, well, not for um, Israelis. In order to understand that, we need to look at the Arab uh, society and how it how it worked throughout the years. Uh, you can see that in the Jewish community by the Haredim and how they vote. Uh, the Arab society is still built out of uh, uh, um, small uh, communities that basically if you go to the head of the community and you say, well, we're going to go vote for that, the whole family and the whole uh, community will vote to the same person. That's how the Arab uh, um, uh, parties were successful in achieving uh, that high of number of, uh, of voters for them. Um, and um, once we have, um, I'm not talking about a political party, but once we have uh, people from the ground who go and, uh, you know, make their own uh, um, organization that actually helps and answers the needs for the Arab sector today in Israel. It's with, uh, you know, uh, streets, uh, uh, um, electricity that is better, uh, the education system. Yeah, exactly. The education system in the Arab society is, is one of the lowest in Israel. And violence. Um, Violence, That's correct. Domestic violence. violence and violence against women. Yes. These things are not being approached by the Arab leaders. And today, the field, the Arab field, the Arab street is really thirsty for people to actually address these problems because they actually want to be successful in life. They want to go up this, uh, you know, advanced uh, level that they can go through. And um, once we have uh, uh, this movement from the street itself, we can actually, you know, see by the next elections a party who actually can uh, um, pass the electoral vote and be representative of these uh, people in the parliament. There is actually a new Arab party. Um, they are revolutionary. I forgot their name. With uh, Dr. Uh, yeah. I forgot his name yeah. as well, but I know that he's but a doctor. They basically say, <laughs> we want to sit in the government, uh, which is, <clears throat> you know, you never heard of an Arab party who says, who declares they will sit in the government. Yeah, that's right. And uh, they, will, they won't get into the Knesset, but, um, uh, but they are revolutionary. So you already see. Is this the doctor uh, of the Ziv uh, uh, Medical Center in Sfat? No, no, I don't think no. he's uh, okay. that kind of a doctor. 
Ah, like, he has ah, like a like, PhD. Uh, PhD yeah. I, see. I think so. If I'm not mistaken. So there is a party. They're trying to do that. Yeah, I don't um, think that they have any chance. No chance. Uh, because they didn't actually come from the ground after activity. Um, you know, people are sick from just, you know, saying slogans. Uh, you can see that even uh, in the primaries, that they didn't elect people who just, you know, uh, shouted slogans and... Uh, and uh, just wanted to say, oh, well, look, I am a minority. I want to represent the Arab sector, but no one will vote to, for them only because of that. But when you like when you go to your community and to other Israeli Arab communities, don't you get like hatred and opposition for the fact that you support Zionist politicians, that you are like right winger in Israeli politics? How do they react to that? Um, not always it's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not always is it ever <laughs> um, you know sometimes I, I actually hide my political views for people that don't recognize me uh, but once they hear my accent in Arabic they understand that I'm from Lebanon once they understand that I'm from Lebanon they know that I'm part of the South Lebanon army families mm -hmm. and uh, with that they immediately you know uh, label me under uh, you know the pro-Israeli uh, title Um, I'm never, you know, ashamed of that. I, I always go and proudly say that I support Israel, even debates in Arabic with Arab politicians that I, I did uh, a few years ago. Um, but the thing is that uh, today we, we do have a lack of actual dialogue in the Arab community um, that they will not go deep into the thoughts of why do you think X or why do you think Y. They just, uh, you know, um, keep the the level of debate on a really uh, shallow and not you know educated level of uh, you know understanding what we want in life and understanding what we want to achieve in a few years um, this is something that I really miss seeing in the Arab uh, communities today what happens to an Israeli Arab in I don't know Taibe an Arab village or wherever who suddenly mm, puts a video on to Facebook saying he supports Bibi Netanyahu Um, I don't know, actually. Well, we saw, we saw in the last primaries uh, of a woman who's actually from Manda uh, that ran for elections uh, in the Likud, for the primaries in the Likud. Uh, she didn't uh, pass because she only said, well, I support Bibi and I support, uh, you know... Uh, the party. Uh, yeah, well, I suppose she didn't really actually bring anything to the table. Um But she, nothing happened to her. She's still living in, in her village. She's still, uh, you know... So it's not uh, dangerous. Happy. It's not that dangerous as it was, as it was before. Uh, the street, like I said, the street is changing throughout the years. And I think it will be really uh, important if the Arab, Jewish, and Zionist uh, parties will understand that and will actually add people that think the same as they do to their... Uh, to their mechanism of, of elections i feel like i'm taking the role of noel because usually he's the pessimist but i remember in 2011 or at least in the following months and years there was a lot of talk about the arab spring and the arab street and a lot of talk about the street is changing mm -hmm. and there's this grassroots movement that's going to change things but You know, looking back, maybe it's too short of a time. Maybe, you know, less than a decade has passed. Yeah. So maybe that's not enough time and, and, and change is still a coming. But part of me feels like it's this much longer process. And we're not even like towards the 
beginning of the beginning. Oh, you definitely. Feel it. Definitely. In the campuses, for example, if you go to Tel Aviv University, you see posses. So you see basically the Jews hang out together, you see the Arabs hang out together. And even when you go to the same class as the Arabs, it's, it's a weird thing to see because they're there, but integration will not take place, which is so bizarre because we all speak Hebrew. Uh, they speak Hebrew, we yeah. speak Hebrew. And there's this kind of um, segregation that's, I don't know, spontaneous or... So why is that? Why? Well, I believe that everything goes uh, to education, eventually. What you're being raised on and uh, what um, people who claim to be your leaders are, are saying uh, to you about the, this other people who, are, who you're sharing the same state with you. Um, what happened is that throughout the years, we had the Arab leaders who said that we don't want to integrate, we don't want to be part of the coalition. You said it yourself at the beginning that um, finally we can see a little bit of, of sparklings from the Arab street that they actually want to be in key positions to make sure that their life will be better. So until now, we didn't have these leaders to say, well, we have a problem, we need to face it. Let's go and, and uh, uh, build more uh, places to actually connect between the Jewish and the Arab communities. Uh, um, we didn't have that from the political parties. Once we came in 2012 with the idea of actually, you know, encouraging people to join the national service or military service, the, the biggest opposers for that were from the Arab parties um, because they want to... Um, they want to maintain this uh, uh, this level of being oppressed, you know, in uh, in quotation marks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to keep that. Uh, 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 they want to keep that, uh, you know, uh, title, because they don't want the people actually to educate themselves. They would, don't want people to actually, you know, uh, involve, uh, uh, you know, pure and free thinking to actually look around and see well. We're going to stay here. No one is going to throw anyone to the sea. We're going to stay living together till we die with good, uh, you know, uh, uh, with being old. Um, and it's not going to be changed unless we'll do something about it. Um, but we can see that today uh, for sure from the street. And you, you spoke earlier about um, kind of the, the Arab uh, towns and cities and villages in Israel being neglected as far as infrastructure. And I'm assuming you th you would say that the uh, the Arab politicians and representatives are responsible for that. But how how does that happen? Like you know, practically speaking, is it that money gets siphoned to these communities but used for other purposes? I mean, how is that happening? Corruption. Yeah, it's it, that's what happens. It's uh, corruption all over the Arab uh, 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 parties uh, in in the communities in uh, the villages and the Arab cities. Uh, we can see that, uh, you know, the government is willing actually to pass uh, money. We saw that uh, three years ago, uh, only the, the Likud uh, and the, this coalition have... Uh, have uh, $15 billion plan. 15, yeah. uh, shekels. 15, 15 billion, billion shekels. shekels. It's a lot of money. The biggest uh, investment in Arab community in the history of Exactly. Israel. It's for high-tech. You can see actually today in Nazareth, if you go to Nazareth, you can see more than six or seven high-tech uh, uh, companies that are actually thriving because of help from the Israeli government. Uh, you can see that uh, I think it's more than 900 million shekel that only the Ministry of Education have uh, uh, put in the Arab sector to encourage 
Arabs to join higher education system and uh, to help them take, uh, you know, uh, not to take loans and not to work throughout their studies because they want to they want them to focus only on their studies. So you can see that uh, the government is actually doing a few steps towards the Arab community, but you need to have another person from the other side to shake your hand to accept it. And we don't see that uh, uh, from the Arab uh, um, leaders today in the Knesset. But it sounds like they're actually bypassing kind of the, the community leaders and investing in the actual community by building these high-tech uh, yeah. hubs. And what these, these high-tech hubs in Nazareth employ mostly the people in that area? Yeah. They are for the Arab communities. Uh, they have uh, women. They have uh, uh, men uh, that are in key positions. And I think this is eventually uh, the key for uh, uh, for a successful uh, community to thrive from from these young women and men who's actually mm -hmm. uh, being invested by uh, uh, the government. So what about, like, you represent a young generation, and I wonder, like, if you'll go to politics and bring the change by yourself. <sighs> I've been asked this question so many times. Um, even even in the states when we talk about uh, these things uh, in the street I believe that you're able to change a lot and to influence a lot um, outside of the political uh, uh, um, you know circle you uh, can't well we were successful to change a lot in the Christian society outside of the Knesset if you were the minister we used... of whatever you'd change much more well, it might be, but I think today that um, I can be more uh, successful and less, um, you know, kavul, uh, less uh, chained, yeah, chained, tied down, less less tied down to, you know, uh, uh, because of a coalition or opposition. I believe that uh, today I'm more free to actually uh, um, represent my actual ideas before I go and join to some sort of political party. I'm disappointed. <laughs> Maybe in the future. In the future, Maybe. yeah. Maybe. I, I would never uh, rule that out. Okay, fair enough. So there's one thing, Jonathan, that we didn't discuss last time. Mm -hmm. And maybe we, sh we can talk about it this time. And how, how, how do we go about and talk about so it? So dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think your, your struggle is twofold. Because on one hand, you have this identity crisis of being, you know... I don't, we it's not a crisis, We kind of slapped it. Well, it yeah. was a crisis. It was, yeah, but yeah. not sure anymore. But we, yeah, we slapped the identity crisis on there. I'm, <laughs> I, I, it feels like right now you're pretty comfortable in your skin. Um, yeah. uh, but you, you have this dual struggle because you're also part of another community, the homosexual community which especially coming from the i think i mean i'm not sure how it is because your community is different than the wider arab community but in the wider arab community is obviously even more of a struggle uh, how does how does that meet you on the day-to-day -day, or does it not well um well wow, that's a big question um because I think one of the things that everyone is trying to do, and especially like me with everything I'm doing, um, is to try and uh, balance between my multi-identities and uh, everything that I have. Because, you know, some identities can actually clash and not get along with different identities that I, I have. But um, I'm trying today to actually work it on, um, you know, 
once I came out of the closet, I immediately, you know, questioned, uh, like, uh, am I Christian now? Am I not Christian? Like, how how is it going to work? Thousands of priests yeah. would say you are a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He went there. <laughs> Too soon. No, I'm kidding. Um, and it's and it's like an actual question of like existence like what is my family gonna say about it i'm when was it um it was in 2013 on the 1st of january 2013 wow. i achieved uh, the award from the ministry of health for my national service that i did in rambam facility hospital and that day when i received it it was like a new year I felt that I it was like my first year in college as well and I felt that I can't keep hiding this. Uh, it was like really like a huge stone on my chest that uh, you know eventually made me go to like my best friend and tell her about it. And of course it's a she <laughs> how didn't they know before? Uh, <laughs> so I went to tell her about it and uh, she was like 100% with me and she helped me throughout the week, th throughout uh, Did she uh, know? Did she, was she like come on? Yeah, well, it was kind of that. Like, I, 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 it was really dramatic. I took her to a coffee place, and I was sitting there, like, immediately starting to cry. I'm like, I have something to tell you. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm wiping from like tears. I'm just like, what is happening? Are you okay? Like, uh, are, are, are you like uh, sick or something? <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, no. Well, I, I don't really uh, like women. And she's like, what do you mean by that? Like, well, I'm more into men. And she was like, oh, okay. Well, it's fine. <laughs> like. Uh, And then, By the way, is she a Jewish friend? Or? Yes, she okay. is. Yeah. Most of my friends are uh, Jewish, although my Arab friends and the people who I travel with to the States that are Arabs, Druze, Muslims, and Bedouins, they know about me. But they are progressive. They travel with you. I don't think so, because many of them are, they, they, they are traditional. They, yeah, they, they do travel, and they are open-minded, uh, but they understand that they can't force their own thinking to another person. And they need to be acceptant of uh, of the other, except when the other person is denying your whole existence. And that's why they go and fight the BDS movement. Because no matter who you are, no matter what is your identity, no matter what is your background, no matter what's your religion, you can't stand um, a political movement that is basically denying the Jewish people their own state. And that's what's happening with the BDS movement. So you go out of the closet, but what about the family? Um, that was uh, difficult at the beginning. Uh, you know, like six months after my meeting with my friend, uh, I <coughs> I told them. And it was like a huge uh, fiasco. Oh, well, I didn't really tell them because they discovered by them their own. I've, I, I was part of the Israeli gay youth, IGI, uh, the organization. And I, I was there as a, you know, as a guest. Uh, later on, I volunteered for four years because... I received so much that I wanted to contribute back to the, the, this uh, organization that actually helped me go through my process. So uh, I put a sticker on my shirt uh, that said gay, and I forgot uh, the sticker on the shirt. <laughs> and you went and, home with it. <laughs> and not only I went home, it went to laundry with the sticker. So two days after that, it was uh, the day that France announced uh, 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 civil marriage and gay marriage. And uh, my father heard an interview on the radio with Jonathan, an Israeli who went to France to get married there with his uh, uh, spouse. So he came to, to the house, he went into my room, and he said, Jonathan, we need to talk. Wait, was that you? <laughs> 
Who went to France? No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm still single, by <laughs> the way. It's just coincidental. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's how he said that he had to talk to me. Although, like, he already knew that it's my shirt and the sticker is there. So what? Did, what was his reaction? How did? What did he say? Um, it's a black mark on the community. Uh, it's a black mark on the family uh, that people will cut ties with us, that they will not speak with us. Uh, that's, uh, you know, the Arab tradition, although we don't, you know... Uh, that's some heavy say, shit. Oh, definitely. It's like the whole family is now on my shoulders and it's my decision to uh, decide if I'm going to bury the family socially or I'm going to... you Bury know, yourself. That's what, that's what yeah. he said. It wasn't... So it wasn't the classical... I love you. I'm your father. I'm, I stand behind you. It came you. after that because okay. I didn't. Uh, I don't know if that's classical. <laughs> no, but like you know, it's classic, not good. It, maybe good, today feel good kind of situation. Maybe today it is, but it wasn't. You know, yeah. especially in traditional communities, you will yeah, not yeah. find that. So uh, we had this huge fight, and uh, so I told him that it's not my decision; it's his whether he's going to accept me as who I am or I'm going to leave home. And uh, after that, like an hour after that, he sent me a text saying that I love you no matter what. I'm uh, your father. You're my son. And I'm going to we're going to we're going to do everything in our power to, you know, try uh, to to figure it out. We're still trying to figure it out <laughs> today, uh, but we're in a way better situation than we were before. And I'm still at home. What kind of uh, struggles is it presented for the family and for <sighs> well, you? Well, um, the families in Lebanon don't know until today. Um, although, you know, I speak about it when I tour in the States and I'm really open about it because I believe that everyone needs to be 100% uh, uh, you know, honest with himself and with the audience that he's going to talk to and uh, to present, you know, it's not my philosophy, but to present like my perspective on, on life and why I believe that Israel is a democracy and it's a free place that I can actually live and experience myself. Um, so it was... So they might know in Lebanon, but They here, might know, but no one talks about here it. Here the, within the community? With the, with the South Lebanon community, no one uh, talks about it. Uh, that's why like my Facebook is always... Uh, you know, I don't touch these uh, 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 subjects on Facebook. I never, you know, came out of the closet, you know, officially on Facebook. So you won't post this on, you won't share it on your Facebook, this episode? I might actually do. Okay. I'm, I'm still thinking about okay. it. Uh, as we speak, <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, you know, it's a funny story because uh, today I was, uh, not today, uh, this year I, I was filmed for a movie uh, from uh, one of the school, I forgot, oh my God, I'm sorry. She's one of like my oldest friends in Israel. She, uh, she was in the class when I was first came to Israel uh, in Haifa. Uh, and uh, she called me and said, uh, well, I'm, I'm uh, uh, studying uh, um, cinema and I want to do a, a documentary, a short documentary about you. So uh, they came and, and I did talk about, uh, you know, uh, all this struggle of the, the multi-identities and everything. And uh, uh, it was published, but I didn't publish it on my Facebook uh because of of the things that i touched there like with me being gay and and everything that goes with it um, what's what's the fate of gays in in the palestinian authority and in gaza well uh, i've met a few palestinians who actually were tortured 
and in Mahmoud Abbas's jail in the West Bank for being gay. Uh, in the Gaza Strip as well, you can see that uh, they ex- execute uh, people for being gay. Um, I think it was two years ago when uh, a story was published about an official in Hamas that was killed because uh, he was accused of being uh, homosexual. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- this is this is nobody what, talks uh, about it. Of course not. And once right. uh, you know, once we go there and we say, "Well, you're advocating for the Palestinian states," I'm one hundred percent. Okay with that. But what kind of state are you advocating for? This is the question. Iran 2? 2.0? Yeah, exactly. So are you for human rights for 100% or not? Like, uh, this is a really simple question. And once, uh, you know, you talk to them, immediately they will start cursing at you and they will not listen to anything you say because, oh my God, you touched this sacrifice, like this uh, sacred... sacred uh, yeah. Uh, 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 opinion that you can't judge or can't criticize. I mean, today, a lot of the people in that, you know, uh, the ultra-tolerant liberal uh, would tell you, well, you know, it's everybody has a different truth, so you can't, uh, you can't necessarily deny them that truth. You know, living in the West Bank or in Gaza, you know, if they want to live under that... Uh, they're right man that set of values yeah. it's their prerogative where are you to there's judge no, there's no good and evil <laughs> it's just constructs of the human mind <laughs> well there is good and evil and israel is always on the evil side so they need to choose are yeah. they gonna stick so with I everything guess killing they... gays is good <laughs> for that, them that, it might yeah. be that's uh what they're doing like in chicago i think a month ago they denied uh an israeli gay uh, delegation to participate in the gay parades there because they're Jewish and they prevented them from actually waving the the gay flag with the Megan David with a uh, on it because uh it uh you know it uh, it hurts someone's feelings the Megan yeah. David there's a the nation state bill we promised to talk about it yeah so and we will the nation state bill is basically a law that was passed like three months ago four months ago something like that Um, that basically says that Israel is the country of the Jewish people and that Arab-speaking um, public minorities, minorities have will have a special place. Only the language. S- the language. The language Arabic, yeah. That they have rights, etc., 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 but it's a it's Jewish gonna be, state. It's going to be, sta- like, the Arabic is going to still be in, in key places, uh, in, in government, in the streets, in science and everything. Right. But it also included a clause saying that all people uh, uh, will have equal rights, right? Uh, I don't remember anymore. That's what yeah. they want to add. I'm, pr- I'm pretty certain that it said that this would not... Uh, derogate from the fact that uh, everybody has equal yeah. rights and everything, but yeah. the state is for the Jews. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because there is a law. There yeah. is a separate law that that, that says that everyone yeah, has exactly. equal from rights. From 1992. But there was a huge rift mm-hmm. uh, here, um, mainly from Arab Israelis, but also Zionist Arab Israelis, like the Druze, who basically said, this is discriminating, this is disgraceful, we die for you in wars, and and you say, and you legislate this law. Um, so what do you think about this law? Well, um, the thing is with the Druze community, I'm talking about, we need to separate between the Druze community uh, that uh, 
that what, go to the army demonstrated that, we uh, need to to separate between the Druze community that demonstrated against the bill and the arab uh, 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 leaders who led uh, their own uh, um, against it yeah um, the Druze community don't deny the existence of the state of israel for the jewish people mm -hmm. and uh, i think we have to do this uh, separation between the bills because uh, the national bill is uh, um, a national bill talking about the identity of Israel as the Jewish state for the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the question of uh, uh, basic human rights needs to be dealt with different laws. It doesn't need to be in this law, in my opinion. So if we need to do another law in order to make sure that it happens, okay, we can do that. But the, the national bill, in my opinion, it's not something that... Uh, that can or or will actually uh, um, separate between the communities there is in Israel. So saying for you saying this state is the Jewish state period, yes. it's okay with you. Yeah, definitely. Okay. That's what the Druze community as well says. They just want to add the equality uh, thing that, in my opinion, is already added in different uh, uh, state laws, laws that yeah. that exists. Not yeah. different, more. More, uh, more important laws. I mean, it's no, a, it's as a, important. No, no they're the important. same. The national, the, the national law was going to be a hokey yes. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. But the thing is, as a lawyer explained to me, in in law, when you have contradiction between two laws, so you use the more current one. The more current one, the newer one, can overthrow the older one. Yeah, but there is nothing in this law, in my opinion, that actually harms or can take away one of my rights it does say in the law that um that jewish settlements will have a priority like that it, it they will be prioritized over other kinds of settlement that that was the only controversial uh but yeah well yeah, I, but no one actually talks about this right uh, yeah yeah even yeah, like yeah. tzipi livni when she talked against the bill she always said that she wants only the word uh, equal to yeah. appear in the bill and not uh not only that, I believe that every democracy have its right to protect itself uh, because, uh, as you mentioned before, we have Arab members of Knesset today. Well, she's not going to be in the next Knesset, uh, yeah. thankfully, Khanin Zabi. She led a I law... I believe me. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm talking about the Arab. Khanin okay. <laughs> uh, um, uh, Zabi led uh, one of... Uh, of uh, she's laws. an Arab Knesset member. Yeah, she led a law uh, to say that Israel is not a Jewish state and it's a state for all its citizens. So I think, in a way, that a democracy needs to protect itself for some sort of a level. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's just... To me, it's baffling because it seems like every democracy has this. Even most of the... Like, usually citizenship... Um, is defined by blood or by soil, right? Mm -hmm. And most European nations do it by blood. I mean, America does it by blood and by soil, but most European nations do it by blood, meaning if you're French, you are French by blood, most likely. Most of France, unless you are born to a French person, you're not going to be French, and it's going to be very difficult to be French. But once it becomes Jew... I don't know. I guess maybe because people, I mean, obviously there's a lot of anti-Semitism bottled, like rolled up in there, but maybe it's because people see Jew as a race and French as a nationality. But I mean, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me how there's such this, this ant, basically what it's saying is to be a citizen of Israel, you need to be 
uh, part of the nation of Israel. Meaning the I mean, law. to me. Yeah, the law. It's saying to be meaning it this says nation the country is meant for the people of that nation. Yeah. Yeah, for example, like you can't take this state and make it the state of the Palestinian people. Exactly. Yeah. Even if there will be a Palestinian majority, yeah. by law it will still be the Jewish state. That's the purpose of the law because if if it weren't for this law in the future, in theory, Arabs could 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 become the majority and make it an Arab state. I don't think they would. I don't think I think regardless of this law they will never let that happen. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but in theory they could do that. That's the issue. I think that that's what this law is coming to say is that we want to make sure 100% that nothing happens to the Jewish state. Yeah. Because in the future there will be a non a non-Zionist majority in Israel of of Arabs and orth- an ultra orthodox. And what do you do then? <laughs> <laughs> We'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> or we won't. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, so before we go... I'll be Netflixing. Yeah. That's what I'll be doing. Uh, yeah, I don't in know about In Alabama. You. Yeah. I think we're going to have a different thing in the future than Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> the hopefully. Next thing, yeah. Like a virtual reality Netflix. I don't know about you guys. I have American citizenship, so uh, good fuck, luck. Fuck you, guys. Good luck. Let's oh, yeah. get married. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jonathan, so you're going to tour in the mm-hmm. U.S. So in, in theory, like people who want to book your tour, book your lectures in America yeah. or elsewhere, how do they do that? So uh, they can reach me in, um, on Twitter or Facebook, Jonathan El Khoury. How do you spell that? Uh, uh, Jonathan, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N, uh, El Khoury, E-L-K-H-O-U-R-Y. Uh, or on my email, Jonathan at uh, onduty, D-U-T-Y dot O-R-G dot I-L. Uh, that's... Uh, how you can reach me or cool. uh, throughout and my the... cell phone no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> for you single guys out there <laughs> yes definitely the organization's called reservists reservists on duty yes. on facebook yes in english right. in english and in hebrew cool yeah thank you so much of course thank you it's for always having a pleasure me. a pleasure yeah. and such a nice uh, i'm so calm <laughs> you know it's, i feel elevated yeah yeah your it's energies like, uh, are like soothing yeah it's like i was listening to a podcast just now with jack dorsey the uh, ceo of uh twitter and he mm-hmm. also he has that and it's very similar what you have this like this very just like soothing <laughs> way of speaking i hope yeah. that people will not get bored of that no 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 no, no. it's good because <laughs> the it's content like, is yeah fantastic good. even with him too it's like something grips you but it's still like uh, it's like <laughs> listening to an ohm <laughs> So before we go, yes, we have a collaboration with the Jewish Journal. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and tell them. Jewishjournal.com. Uh, there's a lot of great columns, uh, news articles, podcasts. podcasts. Uh, like we're Suisa's one of their podcasts, David podcast. Suisa, Rosner's Domain. Check them out at jewishjournal.com. And we also accept donations. Yeah. So if you want to, we do this on our free time, guys. So if you want to uh, send us a few shekels, then uh, we'll happily take all your money. NGB.com slash donate. And uh, one more thing. We're on Instagram. We are. We're on Twitter. We are. And we uh, also record a video of the show, guys. <laughs> on Facebook. So, so, on, so yeah. So Facebook if you and want, on YouTube? Uh, also YouTube. So, like, if you're listening to us via the app and you want to see the fun here, 
in this TLV apartment. Um, oh, that became weird. So, uh, yeah, go to, to our Facebook page and, and watch it. Watch us. Definitely. Check yeah. us out, we're guys. Handsome. We're on video and Eita we're going to be... gorgeous. I know. That's why they put me right in here in front. It's not for the brains. So, um, check us out on Facebook and occasionally we do a live episode. So, uh, yeah. usually Tuesday nights. Tune in. So, Jonathan, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank you for having me here. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.